1: I'm on, this is Dr. Bill. And once again, Ken, you've got me feed, feeding back on myself, so I'm hearing myself.
0: Well, I'm not sure why. You shouldn't be. Okay, I guess you hit some there other There we button. go. How's that? Is that better? That's better. There we go. <laughs> it was me.
1: <laughs> at, at least he's owning up to it finally, folks. We've,
0: we've got him on the I could try here. and blame it on you, but I'm not going to do that because I'm an honest guy.
1: What happens, is, guys, is when I talk, um, it, there's a feedback loop that goes through the control panel, and then I hear myself a second later. So, of course, you can imagine that's very difficult to do a radio show when you've got yourself echoing in your ear. Yeah, very confusing. Sorry about that, Doc.
0: That's okay. We'll still it's been a be long friends. couple of days, you know. I
1: know. I'm, I'm here. I've got your hand. High <laughs> <I> stress days. <laughs> they were, and uh, you know, it's 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 a sad situation, but it's not the end of the world if Trump doesn't get the White House back. Uh, Which it's looking a little slim right now, although we still have the court battles to talk about, and we'll get into that. And I know that the press is saying, oh, the courts won't take this up. And the reason they're saying that is because they don't want the courts to take it up, because when the courts have taken up the Voter Rights Act in the past uh, decade or two, it's not been very favorable from, from voting rights activists. So. Then the other thing is, I believe it was a Pennsylvania case that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court tried, and then it was brought up to the uh, to the Supreme Court at the federal level, and Amy Coney Barrett had recused herself because she hadn't had time to study the case because she was, as we all know, being vetted and going through con- congressional hearings, Senate hearings, to uh, get her seat on the Supreme Court. So it was a four-to-four four vote. It was split. Now, if there's a split vote, then the Supreme Court says, well— you know, we, we can't decide whether to hear it or not. So we have to send it back down. So they didn't even hear it. So now they've got an, a, a 9 member court and they're going to have to go one way or the other if something comes to them. And I'm, I'm sure that Amy Koenig Barrett will want to look at it closely. Uh, the constitutionality of, of voting rights has always been a, a big issue. And as we know, we've got the 14th and 15th Amendment and then the 21st and the And then the amendment that allowed 18-year-olds to vote, and on top of that, we've got a number of laws that have been passed uh, over the decades, uh, the 1964 Voting Rights Act, which uh, made it illegal to discriminate against people on the basis of of race or gender or creed in voting place, and we got rid of the poll tax and the reading uh, requirements, uh, the literacy test that, that... many southern states had implemented after the Civil War. And then in the 90s, we had the National Voting Rights Act, along with the Motor Voter Amendment to it in the 90s, uh, which basically said, and we'll talk about it more later, that the states must have a mechanism whereby every citizen has an opportunity to uh, apply for uh, vote for register for voting not apply but register to vote and that uh, when you get a driver's license or renew your driver's license the state must offer you an opportunity to register to vote also at any state or local facilities government facility that deals with handicapped or housing or any federally related programs or laws, they also have to offer that opportunity. And there's a federal uh, voting registration form that the states can use, unless they have developed their own that is satisfactory to the federal government. So at any rate, uh, the, the bill also says that you can't make changes to your voting uh, regulations within each state, which in the, within the separate states, uh, within a certain timeframe prior to the election. I believe it's 30 days for any changes to the way that you register and 90 days for uh, a few other things. But uh, at any rate, this is where Trump's probably going to start hammering and say that they made changes uh, that were outside of the the prescribed time limits. We'll see. We'll see. And then It's going to take a few more
0: weeks to get this settled. Yeah, out. it's
1: going to take a few weeks, and then there are some irregularities. And, and, and the Federal Election Commission uh, has actually stepped in by law, and said that, you know, the states can decide the time and place of voting and how they do their voting, but in order to keep it fair, the Federal Election Commission or whatever we call it now has the right to step in and see and make sure they're behaving.
0: And Georgia's a mandatory recount, isn't it now? I was so close.
1: I think so. I think that's a
0: mandatory recount.
1: You know, it's it's, we're going to see what happens, and, and, you know, there's a lot of irregularities that are going on, and this is not new, and I'll talk about that some more later, but I got to tell you, so I'm in the lunchroom yesterday, yesterday was Saturday, uh, at doctor's lunchroom, and you know my stories about the doctor's lunchroom, and one of the surgeons, a female surgeon from Puerto Rico, uh, she is just on cloud nine because she hates Trump so much, and she's so glad that Biden won and she's trying to pick a fight with me and I'm like you know what are you talking about well gay and lesbians have murders have gone up on the streets since Trump took office and hate crimes have gone up so I went to the FBI statistics and the Bureau of Justice the statistics and of course, they're always a year or two behind because it takes a while for the states to get all their data in. But the total number of single bias incidents in 2017 was 7,106, and in 2018, 7,036. So it had dropped almost by 100. <laughs> so I'm 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 thinking, wait a minute, am I missing something here? Now I looked at the graph that is up to date to about 2018 and it's been pretty flat since uh since about 2015 uh, it's gone up maybe a little bit uh, during the the trump years uh, but not statistically significant in terms of the number of hate crimes that were reported and the numbers that were weren't reported now how how you get to that, I don't know. I think that's a statistical phenomena that the federal government does, and they have a number of households, and they query them if anybody in the household feels that they've had a hate crime or been a victim of a hate crime, even if they didn't report it. So at any rate, I don't see anything statistically significant uh, that happened. And uh, You know, 7,000 a year, and it's been ranging from 6,500 to 7,500 for a few decades since we started keeping this statistics. So that I I, I nixed right away. Of course, she shouted me down on that. Then she said, Trump called the virus a hoax. And I said, show me. So she pulled up the whole speech, which, by the way, I had sent to her, I do believe. And she played about a minute of it and never got to the part— where she claims he said it was a hoax. Actually, what he said is that the Democrats' response to it was a hoax. There you go. And then she started shouting at me again. And then she said, oh, so the truth is in the Bible. And she made some joke about that. And I guess she thinks that I'm a Bible thumper. Little does she know me. (laughs) 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 Little does she know me. (laughs) Not that you're
0: anti-Bible.
1: No, I mean, you know, if you want to believe in the Bible, you go right ahead. I mean, I I support people's religious beliefs. Sure. Doesn't mean that I have to believe it.
0: I think that's in our Constitution. I believe it is. Freedom of religion. That would would be under that, wouldn't it? Well, for now. Yeah. We'll see.
1: (laughs) That amendment may may be under fire here if the Senate (laughs) goes Democratic.
0: (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen, to tell you the truth.
1: I hope not. So, at any rate, I said... I don't understand. And I really didn't. She thought she was making a joke. And she said, Oh, it's my accent. You can't understand me. Because I said, Spell what you're saying. And she spelled T R U E. And I'm thinking, What? The Bible is true? I'm, but at any rate, so we, we got that out of the way. And then she started yelling about something else. Um, hate crimes, uh, the virus is a hoax, uh, and, and Fauci's wonderful. I said, what are you talking about? He told people not to wear a mask at the beginning of this. And Dr. Bill, your radio MD and Ken, we were
0: leading the country
1: man. on this. From day day one. one, yeah. And I said, the guy's an idiot. He's, you know, he's not an idiot. Obviously, he's a smart uh, epidemiologist and a researcher, and he's not a clinician. He doesn't know what's going on on the ground. He doesn't know. He's not in the trenches. He hasn't seen any patients. So when it comes to clinical medicine and knowing how to handle this, he really doesn't. It's not his fault. You know, it's a political appointment. We all know that the Democrats wanted him and Trump uh, probably caved in, which I think was a mistake. As I've said, my main criticism of Trump has been that he's been too wimpy about uh dealing with these people in private in public he sounds tough but in private he's a gentleman and he's you know cooperating with the democrats in some areas oh well too hey. late now
0: yeah that's we got ian on the line of uh, three we're generally generating some uh comments apparently here today okay keep
1: it brief ian anybody who talks too much i'm cutting you off and not sending you any more
2: candy i think we have ian from clearwater here ian, you there yeah i'm there um I want to give you my take as much as I can. I mean, I know it's his show, but, yeah, he's right about that. Trump was really a gentleman, and he didn't take off the gloves. He was – basically, overall, I think he was ineffective, well-meaning but ineffective. One thing he did accomplish is – He pulled the mask off the system. Now, you guys might agree with me. I have no faith in this system whatsoever. I believe that the Constitutional Republic is gone. You're going to get into your show, and that's fine, and talk about all these election lawsuits and litigation, yada, yada, yada. That's great. Let me tell you, these judges are not going to back Trump, even the ones he appointed, because they know that the Democrats can put a mob outside their house. All right? There's not gonna be any more elections. Oh yeah, there's gonna be primaries and parties and rules. The elections now that they see that they can steal the elections through technology, i.e. Hammer and Cobra, and that they can fill in the gaps with mobs, i.e. what they've been doing. Yeah, we're gonna have elections, but they're gonna be fake and they're not gonna be real. And if you think they're gonna stop and only steal once, forget about it. They'll start stealing all the way down from the presidency down to your local dog catcher. That's where this is going, in my opinion. Thanks, bye.
0: Thanks, Ian. yeah. Thanks,
2: Ian. Yeah. Well, you know,
1: this isn't new in our republic. I mean, the, I talked about the election of 1876, where uh, several states had blocked black voters from voting and registering, and so uh, uh, they're they're. Uh, uh, electoral votes were, were thrown out, uh, and they didn't get in, in time because there were irregularities. And even though Tilden won the popular vote and won the majority of the electoral votes that were reported, uh, the Republicans fought it, and they made the big deal, which was they'd have a Republican president, Hayes, and the Democrat would step back, but the Republicans would join the Democrats in ending radical reconstruction. And we had, uh, you know, we had a debate in uh, 2000 that went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, you know, the federal government, the the Congress has set a date, a time limit, and you didn't have your ballots in at that uh, that time, you didn't have your electoral votes in, so you can't count these uh, hanging chads, and the presidency was won by Bush. You remember that kid? Oh,
0: absolutely. That man. was a stressful time as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And look, and we had it in, in 1960. I mean,
0: well, that one was stolen.
1: <laughs> that, that was stolen by the Democratic uh, regime of, of Mayor Daley.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was in Chicago back then. That was yeah,
1: and, and Nixon decided not to fight it, even though there was uh, ample evidence. He decided not to fight it and he just said, I'm gonna run again at another
0: time and in sixty-eight he ran and won. Yeah. But Kennedy's dad set all that up, so that was foregone conclusion.
1: Yeah. And and we had the same thing happen with uh uh with Harrison and uh and uh Grover Cleveland when Grover ran for a second term. There were these uh open ballots that people were buying and selling. And, uh, there were a lot of irregularities. Of course, Illinois was once
0: again involved. God, I love them. Aren't they wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all our governors end up in jail. That's, that's, that doesn't and, last and long. So,
1: and so that became a big, uh, brouhaha and, and Harrison, uh, He uh, actually won; they they gave it to him. But Grover Cleveland ran four years later, and he was the only president so far who's had two non-consecutive terms. So this isn't new in our system that we have had this kind of uh, wrangling. And oh, by the way, in the 1876 election, 101% of eligible voters in South Carolina voted. Wait a minute, how did that happen? Really? No kidding. One hundred and one percent. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's this is not new in our system, and but we do have to be diligent and continue to fight. And and I know that a lot of us feel like uh, it's a hopeless situation, but let's not forget that we won in sixteen. We won, and we're going to win again.
0: And if he, uh, and if it turns out that the the president elect takes office, Trump can come back four years can, from now. He can run in four years. Yeah.
1: And it's there's and there's a precedent. Grover Cleveland did. He was he was a very popular president, and uh, you know even though there was a lot of controversy surrounding him uh, because of the election with uh, Harrison, uh, and Harrison by the way was very ineffective, and Rutherford uh, and Grover Cleveland was was a very effective president. He got a lot done for his era, and modernized a lot of things. So. You know, you never know. You never know, and we don't know what the Supreme Court's going to say. And we'll take a look at that later. I, I, uh, I think it's a, a fascinating, and and although I'm sad and 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 I'm I'm a little uh, a little worn out from from having to constantly defend my position. And people think, well, oh, you're just defending Trump. Well, you know what? He's just a he's just our front man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> This isn't about him.
0: He just takes all the heat. That's right.
1: He takes the heat. I mean, this is about us. This is about me and you. It's not about Trump. Trump's just the guy that that, uh, has been brave enough to stand up for us and has had the money and the power and the ability to do it. He may be back, even if he loses. It ain't over yet, though, folks. No. Not yet. So, at any rate, I say to Dr. Santiago, who I like, you know, uh, she's, she's a likable person and I consider her a friend. You can't have a relationship if you can't listen to the other side, you can't have a relationship if there's no honesty and it doesn't matter what kind of relationship it is. It doesn't matter whether it's husband and wife, if it's father and son, if it's uh, friends, if it's colleagues, if it's political, if it's uh you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Honesty is a point of departure. That doesn't mean you have to tell everybody everything. But, you know, blatantly misrepresenting and lying, to make your point, wait a minute. Am I talking about my wife? <laughs> no, don't,
0: don't. Oh, my don't God. Don't go there, Doc. Just no, no, get no, in no trouble. wait a minute. Wait a minute.
1: I'm sorry. That's, a, that's another show. I'm back it off. I'm it
0: off. I do have a question for you, though, today. Yes, sir. Do you think that in four years from now, the uh, technology folks, the Facebooks, the Twitters, will be under more restrictions? Because I think they whipped up a lot of stuff that they shouldn't have been whipping up on both sides. Um, Do you think Congress is going to restrict them at all in the next four years, so that they won't be as much of a factor in the next election?
1: I don't think so, but you we'll don't see. Think so? yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they were given a special provision under what Section two hundred three or something—I forget which section it was—that they would not be considered. They're uh, not liable,
0: right? They're not
1: liable. They're not news media, so they're not liable. Um, the, the federal government, that you know, Congress may say yes, even the Democrats, if they figure they can make some money on it. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, because let's let's face it, you got
0: to
1: how are they going to pay for all of this stuff that they're
0: going to do? I don't know. Yeah, good point. Yeah, and so you're you're going
1: to have to go looking for money every, anywhere and everywhere you can get it. But uh,
0: I don't know. Just wondering because I, I think that, that it is going to be an interesting fight in Congress.
1: Oh, yeah, it's going to be, especially if the House uh, is Democratic and the Senate is, is, remains Republican. Yeah. But, you know, the the, the, uh, the Democratic majority narrowed. Did you see that? I did, yes, absolutely. It's pretty razor thin, so, you and know. And it's a surprise Democrats, might, no end. And there might be some disillusioned Democrats who flip. You never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to some votes, sometimes they do that. You know, so the Republicans did that. Remember when— uh, when we had uh, Trump first in in 16 and 17, and, and the House and the Senate were Republican, and there were members in the House and the Senate who just did not want to do what the president wanted. And so a lot of good legislation that could have been passed immediately fell by the wayside. Yeah. But what are you going to do? That's life. That's life in a democracy. That's life in a family. And all family relationships are, the, the, the basic rules of relationships are the same, Ken, no matter what. And if you don't apply to every relationship, then you're, you're not really being true to yourself. It doesn't mean that you have to be intimate with your business partner, nor do you have to be businesslike with your children. Uh, but you know what I'm saying, that there are certain basic elements and rules that should be followed. It's a game, and we need to know how to play by the rules even though they differ a little bit from person to person, they're basically some general basic uh, tenets that make relationships work. And if you don't use them, you don't have good relationships. One that doesn't work is shouting down uh, the partner, the other partner, the other side. And that's my only real criticism of Dr. Santiago is that if it's not what she wants to hear, she shouts you down.
0: Didn't Didn't they have a vote down there in Puerto Rico about becoming the 50th state? Did they have it
1: this time? I think
0: they did have it. I don't know what the result was, but I think they did have it. It wasn't binding, of course, but.
1: Oh, yeah, because Congress ultimately has to allow them in, but they have to want to come in.
0: Right, and that's, it's always been like a 50-50 split. I was just wondering if, uh, how it went, if she happened to mention that Saturday.
1: I I did not, but, you know, at the break, I'll look that up and let you know.
0: Okay, I was just curious.
1: Now, I got to tell you, I have uh, one patient in the hospital with an acute leukemia, an older guy, and, uh. A great guy. We've had a lot of fun. A terrible patient, but a great guy. Not unlike many of my uh, friends and family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, he's got a bad disease. And, you know, the acute leukemias, uh, These, the, especially the myeloid leukemias, are, are, are pretty much a death sentence in older folks. Uh, we tend to think of, you know, of leukemias. We tend to think of kids, right? I mean, because we hear all this about St. Jude's all the time, and and the kids who are dying from leukemia. And a lot of the leukemias in children are curable now, so uh, it's it's a it's a, a, a hopeful disease. But still, for adults, older adults, it's pretty tough. You can't do bone marrow transplants because they're outside of the age limit. And uh, what are the leukemias? Well, they're white blood cell uh, cancers. They're not solid tumors. They're cancers of the bone marrow that produce abnormal white blood cells that crowd out all the other healthy cells, and then you get anemic, and you can't fight uh, infections, and you end up succumbing, and you end up dying. At any rate, it's something that uh, as we get older, we all need to know about, and I've seen several of these in the past couple of years. Uh, I've had another woman with a chronic myeloid leukemia present to the office with a white count of 25,000. The normal is about 10,000, Ken. So you can see that that's not right. It, the white cow can go up with an infection. It can go up with a leukemia. It can go up with uh, a couple of other things, but generally it's either infection in an older people, uh, or at least in my population, older population, it's a leukemia when they're otherwise healthy and not having any problems. So we were joking around and he we're, we've called in the hospice and he knows he's not going to make it. And and his daughter was there, and she said, you know, Dr. Handelman, you got your toenail gel. This is a true story. I'm not making this up. She said, can I buy a tube of that because Dad's toes look terrible.
3: <laughs>
1: and I said, I said, sure, Melissa. I said, listen, if nothing else, he's going to have the best-looking toenails of any corpse. <laughs> and he laughed and laughed. I said, we're going to have an
0: open-toe casket sandals that's right
1: and we're gonna put dr bill's little little uh advertisement there but so i brought him over a tube and i said here take it and he insisted that i take 20 dollars. <laughs> really what a guy what character what that guy. is so at any rate the signs and symptoms of, of leukemias acute leukemias uh, and, and of chronic leukemias in adults uh, are going to be things like anemia uh increase in infections and uh Uh, weakness, weight loss, Uh, you can get fevers and night sweats that are less common with the leukemias, more common with the lymphomas, which are solid tumors, but they're also in the white blood cell line. So what's the difference between a solid tumor and a non-solid tumor? Solid tumors are masses. You can see them on an X-ray, ultrasound. You can feel them if they're uh, superficial, like in the thyroid gland, that's easy to feel a, a, a tumor in the thyroid and they usually come from solid organs like the liver or the kidney, or from skin like the lining of the stomach or the lining of the bowel uh, or from the pancreas and these are These are tumors that form a solid ball in mass, and then if they get big enough they'll and stay there long enough they'll obviously they'll become metastatic, which means greater than in the first place that they started, and then they spread around your body and that those that's what solid tumors are you can get a solid tumor in your lung, a lung cancer uh, from the lining of your your airway tree and th- these are from skin cells modified uh Skin cells, and then you can also get a, a, a solid tumor from the lung called a small cell lung cancer, which is uh, more like uh, a, a tumor from an organ from from the lung tissue itself, from the little alveolar sacs. So, at any rate, these non-solid tumors, and primarily the lymph, the leukemias, uh, these are things that we need to look out for. And I I bring that up to you and tell you about the the uh, the good-humored patient of mine who is now in hospice and headed home with hospice. He's going to try the rescue chemotherapy but it's probably not going to work and he asked me what I thought and I said well it, you know what the heck I mean if I'm going to die I might as well try it and give it a
0: shot and see you know you got nothing to lose at that point you're right you got
1: nothing to lose yeah. and I said if 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 you get another month or two great and if you don't well you know you had a good run and he's in his 80s so he's 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 okay with it you know he's reconciled to his He's been that way ever since I've known him. Getting him in was like trying to uh, get a cat into a cage to get him to come in. He said, I've been your patient for 20 years. And I said, I know. And I think I've seen you about six times in that whole
0: 20 years. (laughs) Preventive medicine not really on top of his list of things to do today. And
1: and I think four of those times was after his daughter got involved and made him come in. (laughs)
0: Yeah, okay. Kind of like me. I like this guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's a role model. (laughs) (laughs) When it hurts, I'll come in, Doc,
1: you know. But uh, I'm back to Santiago now. You know, I said, come on, you're talking about a very small number of people. And she said, well, how would you feel if somebody killed your mother? And I said, what do you mean? I said, what if if he was walking on the street and somebody killed him? I said, wait a minute. How can my mother be a man? I didn't get that.
0: did you get that? No,
1: not at all. Not at all. I didn't get that at all. I'm thinking, wait a minute, uh, okay, something about this doesn't make sense biologically, but
0: yeah At any rate, yeah,
1: okay, so for those of you who are concerned about leukemias, uh now you know a little bit more for those of you who had some thoughts on on the election process, uh Ian helped us out there now we know a little bit more, and now Ken's ready for a potty break
0: I, I, you know I am as a matter of fact,
1: <laughs> so we're gonna jump off, and we'll be back in in a few minutes and we'll... Don't don't hesitate to uh, put us on hold and come right back, and don't forget about the toenail gel study. You can reach me at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Join the study. We need a few more people. You get free toenail gel. You get free mugs. This stuff works. It'll kill your toenail fungus. And also, we have the telemedicine, can. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. So you can call up. You and do. Enjoy. No, I don't have it. You do. Well, but you're helping me push it, so... It works well. I've done it. I've been a part of it. So, Yeah, yeah. And you just call the office, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411, and you make an appointment. Or you can go to bayareamed.com website or cancareclinic.com website, and you can find out more information about our practice. And I've also got stuff streaming on Facebook and everywhere else. I think we have the whole office on Facebook now. Yeah. So take a look at that, and we'll be right back, Ken. Let's get a little dance music going here, bud. Here we go.
3: Up, to the top. The good, got the glory. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Preparations are being made in Florida for Tropical Storm Etta. The National Hurricane Center has issued storm warnings now for Southern Florida and the Florida Keys. Etta was once a Category 4 hurricane and lashed Central America, leaving dozens of people dead and more than 100 missing. One of the most accomplished foreign correspondents of his generation has passed away. Seymour Topping was 99. As a correspondent for the AP in 1949, he was eyewitness to the fall of King and Topping was the first to report it to the world. After postings to London as diplomatic correspondent and West Berlin as bureau chief, he joined the New York Times in 1959. And analysts who are in the courtroom are predicting the Supreme Court is going to side with a Catholic social services agency in a dispute with the city of Philadelphia over adoption. This is SRN News.
1: one one seven two seven three eight four six four one one dr bill here with social distancing and sheltering in place telemedicine is here bay area medical home of can care clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients you can see me without an office visit schedule an appointment at seven two seven three eight four six four one one seven two seven three eight four six four one one when it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. cell phone works well and is all you really need. Hello, this is Dr. Bill Handelman for our good friends at Tampa Bay Imaging. TBI provides state-of-the-art MRI and CT scanning with the lowest radiation possible. Most insurance plans accepted and self-pay rates are very competitive. TBI is conveniently located in Tampa and St. Pete with evening and weekend appointments. So call TBI today or ask your doctor. In Tampa, call 813-386-3674. St. Pete, call 727 727- Five four five nine six seven four.
2: Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time.
0: Balance of nature helps every single person, no matter if they're athletic, no matter if they're young, if they're old. And for me, after retiring, I started taking balance of nature, and I've never felt better in my life, and I've been trying to make myself feel good for 40 years now. Balance of nature is not a supplement. It's not in
1: addition to our health. It's the foundation to our health. It's the
2: foundation to your life to have 10 servings of fruits and vegetables every day.
1: Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751
2: or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RESULTS.
0: Take AM860 The Answer with you wherever you go. With our mobile app, TheAnswerTampa.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at Radio.com. Dr. Sebastian Gorka reveals evidence of a cover-up. The original laptop was handed over in December. Why did nothing happen for a year? Delaware Attorney General Kathy Jennings is a protege of the Vice President's late son. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Weeknights at 9 on AM 860 The Answer. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast.
3: Cloudy and breezy today. A shower in spots in the morning, followed by a thunderstorm in the afternoon with a high of 83. Tonight, mostly cloudy, breezy and warm with showers around, mainly late, with a low of 73. Monday, some wind and rain from tropical storm Ada with a high 83. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM 860, the answer. Five,
1: and i'm back this is dr bill how's everybody doing i hope good i'm looking forward to the court battles that are coming up it should be interesting of course i'm not looking forward to joe biden but that's life we'll have to take what we get and keep on working right we survived obama we will survive biden yeah we'll 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 be okay we'll make it yeah and and i think that uh probably the best thing we can do at this point is to just uh, uh just keep the faith you know we uh, Ian's obviously uh disillusioned, and I understand that but hey we won in
0: 16 didn't we that's right and, and you know what you're going to probably it looks like uh, it's good to have a republican senate and that's a it's a fine check and balance there so
1: yeah and the and the the the, the house is uh, inching towards being predominantly republican so we may have a a, a democratic president with two houses at the at the uh, midterms in 2 years that are republican could be yeah so. Especially if if taxes go up and pocketbooks uh, get a little skinnier, you know people aren't stupid. He closes down the nation for COVID. That's a uh... oh that well he can't do that anyway. That's state level. So yeah, it's true. Yeah. Know, he could recommend it, but that's about it. Yeah, he can recommend it, but you know you think you think Governor DeSantis is do <laughs> No, like, you know,
0: I can't see that
1: happening, Doc. <laughs> I don't see it happening either. <laughs> At any rate, so. You asked me about the Puerto Rican referendum. Yes, what yes. happened with that? Yeah, it was on the ballot, and it was non-binding as the power to grant statehood, as you know, lies with Congress. Right. Uh, so even if you are a territory and you say we want to be a state, then Congress says, well, we have to vote on it. Um, you know, we don't know if we like uh, the clothes you're wearing or we don't like the color of your hair or whatever. They have to decide because ultimately this is all a bunch of popularity contests. And, of course, the party that's going to get the most votes in from that new territory becoming a state is going to be the one pulling for it. So 70 percent of Democrats are for statehood for Puerto Rico and only 35 percent of Republicans. any anyway, rate, so they voted and uh, guess what? They voted to be a state. Oh, they did. It passed.
0: OK.
3: Well,
1: 52.34 percent to 47.66. Now, they did not get. Uh, the nod from the Justice Department, so apparently there are some rules and regulations that you have to undergo uh and that you have to follow in order to get the referendum on the ballot legally and so i don't know if that means yes or no
3: hmm.
1: and you know we we think of <clears throat> uh, we think of Puerto Rico as being this overwhelmingly huge population where's only uh one point two million votes cast. Uh, in the election down there. Did you know that? I did not, no. I mean, that's not a whole lot of votes. No, it's not. On November 3rd. So even if they do come in, uh, you're going to have to consider that it's not a huge population. uh, But of course, it can always throw the balance as we've seen a million votes is a lot of votes in this election. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And if the Senate remains Republican, even if the House uh, brings a bill in to accept them as a state, you know, they're going to have to get through a Republican Senate. It's yeah. probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. Can't see not, that. No. You know, I, I, but I, I honestly, I think that it would be in Puerto Rico's best interest to become a state. Uh, a lot of the federal aid has ended to them as a, as a territory, uh, because of the crunch back in the, in the first, uh, decade of, and also in the nineties, you know, the budget started tightening up and we had these mandatory budget cuts. And I was down there, uh, maybe 2007 or eight, I can't remember 2006 we were down there and I saw a guy on the dock and he had a a dive boat and I said, how's business? And he, he spoke perfect English. And he didn't look Hispanic. And I, he said, it's great. I said, what are you from the States originally? He said, yeah, I moved down here several years ago been doing really well. I said, How do you like it? He said, I love it. No taxes and you guys just keep sending us money <laughs> we're happy. <laughs> what more can you ask for? That's right. <laughs> what more can you ask for? Well now they have taxes and all now all of a sudden they're all paying attention to their government, which is corrupt as hell. They but, do get uh,
0: hit by a lot of hurricanes down there though, you know. So it could be expensive to repair them every couple of more, years. We repair them anyway. So. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're part yeah, of us. Yeah, they're, a territory. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's like, what do we uh, do? We make do we build the roads? Do we do everything? I'm not sure how much help a territory actually gets. We
1: we're we've pushed more and more onto them because for a long time they were just on the teat, uh, you know, on the federal teat, and mm-hmm. we did so much for them, uh, but now we're forcing them to pay local taxes and start getting involved, which is opening up a whole can of worms because there's so much corruption. You know, every mayor of every little town uh, wants a cut of the action, kind of like Louisiana. So we'll see what happens there. That should be another interesting uh, battle and phenomena. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing the outcome on that. Now, by the way, you know, I was talking about the voter registration application. Did you know that there is a federal form? I'm looking at it right now. For you to register to vote and that this was part of the National Voter Registration Act uh, back in the 1990s and if the states don't have a a form that's acceptable to the federal government then they say you have to use this and this is not uh, this is not um, uh, you know one one line thing where you put your name in and send it in you have to have a home address city-state you have to put down where you get your mail, your date of birth, your telephone number. If you have a voting ID number uh, or from your state or whatever, you have to have that, your choice of party, race, ethnicity. Uh, you have to affirm and swear that you are a U.S. citizen, that you meet the eligibility requirements of the state and subscribe to any oath that's required by the state. Why and isn't this that, mandatory in the states? It sounds it
0: like is. A, it, it, this This form, because I don't remember ever filling anything out like that.
1: It is mandatory if the states don't have a form or a mechanism acceptable to the federal government I see. now there's now there are some states where you can register the day you vote and there's three or four or five states that have that and so they get a buy because uh they have it in their state state laws that you can register to vote when you get there and it's been on their on their books for a while so they didn't change it thirty days. Uh, within 30 days of the election, like some states tried to do. And that's where the rub's going to come in, see. That's where the Mm. courts are going to have to weigh in and say, whoa, wait a minute, you got your laws here, and you broke your own laws, and you broke the federal law, and you undid everything. And by the way, you know, remember when the Texas governor said that you could only have one uh, ballot box per county? Yes, right. and, And then the Texas Supreme Court said, you don't make those laws, that's the legislature, you know, you can't do that. And of course the federal government weighed in on that too because that would be highly restrictive in people who don't have a car and don't drive and don't know the city. And you'd be surprised, Ken, at the number of people who live in St. Petersburg, Florida, who have never been across the bridge to Tampa. It is- Come I mean, on, really? Honest to God, it's unbelievable. There are a lot of people, who don't drive, who don't go anywhere, they live in their neighborhood, they go to their little job, uh, they get their check, or they get their welfare check, or they go get their Social Security check, and they don't go anywhere. Kind of like they the stay. 1800s, nobody left their town. Uh, well, yeah, well, that's a fact, Jack. Yeah. But uh, what are you going to do? So yeah. at any rate, we've got this form, and you have to attest, and you have to you have to put down the date and all that, and uh, and anything that applies to you, and they, of course, have it in Spanish. And uh, you have to mail it in within a certain time period. And we actually have this this form. And the states have to have a mechanism similar to this, or their votes won't be counted.
0: So, so this, would be just, have, just, this would be just, this would account for just a federal election. This is
1: for federal. Yeah. We, we, we don't have any control. The federal government doesn't have any control uh, over state level and local level elections. So if California wants to let everybody and his brother vote, They can do that. But the federal government, the Constitution says that you have to be a citizen in order to vote in a federal election. The federal elections are uh, for president and vice president, uh, for the federal Congress, uh, and that's the House and the Senate. And uh, those are probably the the big four that, that we have to vote on as federal citizens. You think it's and time are, we
0: separate those? I mean, separate the state and the federal elections have two different, completely days. Two days, completely. Well,
1: I, you know, you could try, but that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, probably not.
1: It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But at any rate, so the mail registration, yes, the state can develop its own mail registration, but it has to meet the test of the uh, EAC, which is the Election Commission, and. Uh, you can get an application if you're a citizen. Uh, by the way, the 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 Voters' Rights Act in the 90s, as I was saying earlier, when you go to register for a driver's license, if you're of age, if you're 18, and if if or if you're re-registering, renewing your driver's license, the state must offer you an application. Uh, to to be a registered voter. Did you know that?
0: That's how I registered down here when I got here about a year or yep. two ago. You have to yeah. do, the state has to do that,
1: and they also have to offer this at uh, any state or uh, local government facility that has anything to do with any federal laws like uh, Disability Act, rights, uh, housing, all that you have to be able to offer people because there are people who don't drive and they never get mm-hmm. a driver's license. A lot of people don't do that. <clears throat> Surprisingly, so that opportunity has to be available, and there's of course there's no discrimination based upon your your race or your gender or your creed or your uh, uh, your uh, sexual orientation or transgender or whatever. So the National Voter Registration Act of 1993, and it was amended a couple of times. Uh, sets forth certain voter registration requirements, and it's become known as the Motor Voter Law because it's tied to yeah,
0: registering drivers' license. Year. Right? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So there, but but there are some rules and regulations in here. There is a time period uh, by which or after which you cannot change your state level laws in a federal election year. Uh, because it, it would be uh, uh, a way of trying to manipulate the vote <clears throat> and this is what what trump is yelling about that the states change their their election laws outside of the time limit allowed by the federal government and the, the laws that have been laid down and you know the the Supreme court is giving advocates for voters rights heartburn because they're stepping in on on the and the national voter registration act and they're saying wait a minute uh, we think that they're overstepping their bounds here, and uh, and so we've we've got to take a look at this. But but we saw with several last minute decisions, Supreme Court's shaping how Americans in some states will vote. Uh, and even with uh, one big ruling going one way, those who favor voting made easier during the pandemic in the longer term are worried, and they're worried because exactly of what Trump's trying to do. He's saying, wait a minute, you can't change the laws. Based on the pandemic, because you can put on a mask and, and go do everything you're going to do anyway, which is true. I mean, you know, we know that if you wear your mask and other people wear their mask, you're pretty safe. And we haven't seen any surge in, in, in the uh, COVID virus because of people going to polling places with their mask on. I don't think so. Have you seen that,
0: Ken? No, and they were mandatory, uh, as far as I know, they were mandatory <laughs> to walk in there.
1: So, And, they've, and the polling places yeah. have been open for weeks in some states for weeks. So I know I dropped my uh, ballot off a couple of weeks early. uh, Once the uh, the ballot box opened down here in, in Gulfport, Florida, there was a community center and drove around back and, you know, I, th- I thought it was like a speakeasy
0: I was going into because you had to drive around back and put on a mask. Just give them a code, to, give them a password to get in. Huh? Yeah,
1: you had to have a password to get in. But uh, actually, they had a ballot box. It was all locked up and there were two women sitting there. They looked democratic to me, but I don't know. Uh, at any rate, there was a cop car sitting out front, so I felt a little better. So in the Pennsylvania, the court was deadlocked, like I said earlier, four to four, on whether to let the state continue allowing ballots to be returned after Election Day. Well, you know what? They changed their law based on uh, uh, the COVID virus. Their, their cry was that uh, people should have the opportunity to, if they're going to mail in, and because they claim that, that the post office couldn't handle all the mail. The post office was fine. They did fine. You know they're working every day. Do, do you see the postman on Sunday, Ken? Do they come to your, your on neighborhood Sunday? On? Yeah, not really, not on Sunday. Saturday, we, certainly. We see them on Sunday. I mean, they're in our neighborhood every day of the week. I know the the package trucks you'll
0: see. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you see, but they they're handling everything, and you know they can if they get overwhelmed, they can always uh, sub out some of the package delivery to. To FedEx and UPS. Just the same thing that Amazon does when they get overwhelmed. They, they just sub it out to uh postal service or FedEx or UPS.
0: And they will have deliveries it, on Sunday if they get overwhelmed, I would think. So if, if you're not yeah. seeing them on Sunday, it doesn't mean anything except that your mail is being delivered on time. But
1: what my point is, is that they're, they're working seven days a week and they are not overwhelmed. They are not overwhelmed. So This is nonsense, and, you know, you're going to have to be able to prove in the court. Uh, Now, on Wednesday, a few weeks back in October, the court decided five to three in favor of Alabama banning curbside voting. So the the courts are weighing in, and don't lose hope. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. This is not parliamentary government. We've got three branches of government, and they all want to say. They all want to get in on this, and I think they will. I think they will, Ken. So we have to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And preparation for the worst is going to mean uh, if you have long-term capital gains, uh, you better you better get rid of them. If the Senate goes uh, Democratic, you better get rid of them this year uh, while the capital gains tax is still low. Now, the Democrats might try to make it retroactive, but then there'll be uh, cases in court. Of course, it'll work its way up to the Supreme Court as to whether or not they have that power. I don't know if they do or not. But I think that that's one thing we have to prepare for. Another thing is you're going to pay more for health care and you're going to get less unless you're, you're really poor. So uh, steel yourself for that. Get, get tough on that. And uh, don't be afraid to fight for your health care because a lot of these managed care plans, you know, they won't just automatically allow you to have a bone marrow transplant or the latest chemotherapy or the latest uh, monoclonal antibody therapy. You've got to fight for it and you've got to prove that you need it and you have to really get down in, the, in there and, and they've got these pharmacy managers that are trying to hold down cost and make a little on the side for their company. And so there's a lot that we're going to have to do. We're going to have to get tough. We're also going to have to keep uh, singing the song of, of our cause, and we're going to have to continue to, to preach our cause uh, and continue to do it in the way that we have done it over the past couple of decades, three decades for me now, of saying uh, that if we don't do certain things, we're going to lose a very precious thing that we have, which is what Ian's referring to, which is our democracy. I don't think we've lost it, Ken.
0: No, I don't think so, not yet.
1: No, no. I think that there's a lot of threats to it and that's why we have to be super vigilant. And we have to continue to be firm in our beliefs and continue to to beat the drum and let people know that they're not going to be able to take our rights away from us without a fight. I mean, look, even the nuns got in on this on the Obamacare. Remember, they took it to the Supreme Court and said our our religion says that we, we, you know, birth control is immoral and we are not going to offer birth control at our health care facility that the the nuns owned uh, as part of the health insurance plan. And the court said, right, that's right. Don't mess with the nuns. Don't mess with it. Listen, they got rulers,
0: baby. That's right. And they know <laughs> and how to they, use them. They know how to use them.
1: Don't wrap your knuckles with them. So that, that's something that we, we, we've got on our side. We still have a Supreme Court. And don't forget, it is a, a, a six to three uh, uh, shift to the right uh, to, to, to a more strict construction of the Constitution.
0: Absolutely.
1: And so, yeah. so we, we, we can't give up hope. And uh, Wendy Weiser of the Brennan Center for Justice, which whatever that is, Weiser, she's got to be on the Jewish side of the family or Catholic, one of the two. She says, I think the Supreme Court's decisions raise serious concerns for voters' rights. You can bet your little blue booties on that, my friend. It is not going to happen, uh, and Trump's not going to go down easy, nor should he. I mean, that's that's a lot of what people love about him. Is he's a fighter, he's a he's a real down uh, he's a real dog fighter. He gets down in the pit and goes after it, uh, and I think that he should. And remember, Ken, remember all the times that, that they accused him of doing this and that, and it was wrong. And he said that's a lie, that that's you know that's that's not true. The press is is biased against me. And what happened? Did they ever prove anything? Not that I recall, sir. No, not that I recall. No, he didn't collude with the Russians. He didn't spy for, you know, Corey Lewandowski didn't spy for the Russians. He was a CIA asset at one point. You know, Trump was tried uh, for uh, abuse of power, which I don't even think is mentioned in the Constitution as a a reason to impeach a president. Abuse of power?
0: Hmm. What is that? I'm I'm sure. It was all just a dog and pony show, though. It really was.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And and then, you know, they come after him on this, and they come after him on that, and they say he said this, and he said that, and of course he didn't remember. They said he, he was a white racist and a supremacist, and I played on this show a few weeks ago uh, a clip from one speech, and that was one of many speeches in which he condemned white supremacy and racism and the Ku Klux Klan and, and hate groups in general. Uh, okay, and, and so, you know, Ken, what do you do? I mean— But if people don't want to listen,
0: stay off Facebook, that's my advice. (laughs) uh,
1: Well, and the other thing is, is they, they're emotional and they let their emotions get in the way. And so we have to be very dispassionate as we approach this. We have to really steel ourselves and pull our emotions out of this and talk facts and consistently and persistently talk facts and point out uh, what is obvious, but may not be palatable, You know, there's medicine that doesn't taste good. I'm sorry. You know, there's medicine that gives you side effects. I told you I got the uh, shingles vaccine last week. Right. Yeah. And uh, the wife and I both did. I had had the the initial one, which was a live weakened virus. And this is the recombinant DNA. It's uh, not not the virus. It's just the, the antigenic part of the virus. And so I had a really horrendous reaction to it. I mean, I was sick as a dog for a day achy and fever and my arm hurt it hurts it hurts the medicine hurts but guess what that's a good sign it means that i'm building antibodies so that i don't get the virus so there's medicine that we have to take in life ken that keeps us going and keeps us alive and healthy and some of it's Uh, medical medicine, some of it's uh, social medicine, some of it's marital medicine, some of it is as as my friend was complaining to me last night, Ken, he said, oh my God, about the wives, I said, acceptance is the key to all of our problems, and he said, yeah, but you don't have to like it, no, you don't, but you do have to accept it, and so we got to keep at it, guys. Well, I'm Dr. Bill, I appreciate you guys coming on the show, don't forget my nail gel study, and the And the practice is open to you, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Love you guys. See you next week.